0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Ten virgins waiting for a bridegroom to come back. You know, I think no matter how many sermons we hear on this, no matter how many pastors you've had that have explained to you You know, what they've read about the wedding customs and the wedding traditions in the East in the first century. I still think we all hear this and we say, what in the world is going on here? It just doesn't make sense. From what we think of weddings, you know, where's the bride at, for one? And why weren't the virgins at the wedding? What, they weren't invited to the wedding, but they were invited to the reception? It's all so odd to us. But at least we know the point. The point at the end, Jesus says very clearly, watch, be ready, for you don't know the day or the hour. So I thought, well today, instead of trying to explain, which I don't fully understand anyway, trying to understand these marriage customs back then, which maybe I'll do that next year again, but uh, I'm going to try to give you a little modern wedding parable. Okay, It's very short. But I hope, I hope it'll really get across the point. So let's say this is a, a wedding today. So it's a destination wedding, okay? Hawaii. So uh, your cousin, let's say your cousin is getting married, going to take all the family to Hawaii. And uh, you might think, oh, this is one of those where I have to say, well... I can't go because I can't afford the, you know, the ticket and the hotel and all. That. No, no worries. Your cousin is very wealthy, paying for everybody. Okay, paying for all the family to go Hawaii, and uh, you know he's not going to get married on the beach. He he knows the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod congregation there, the pastor there. You know he's going to have a good Lutheran Christian wedding, of course. Right? Reception will be on the beach though, and it's you're, it's going to be awesome. You're going to want to be there. But uh, here's one thing we all understand. You can't be late for a flight. Okay? Maybe you don't totally understand the ten virgins and they're late for the bridegroom, but this you understand. You don't show up late at the airport, do you? We all know this. That's why we go like two hours early. Okay? Well, yeah, my flight's at ten, but I'm going to go about five in the morning. You know. Got to get through the 10 security checks and you know, check my baggage and make sure I'm sitting there waiting for a couple hours. I mean, we all know this. You're, you're, not, you know, you're not going to get the pilot and the plane to sit there and wait for you. Hey, I'm running about half an hour late. Can you hold up? Okay, so let's say you wake up, wedding day, uh, you, or no, not wedding day, flight day. You wake up and you forgot to pack, can't find your ticket anywhere, can't find your cell phone, you're late. What happens? That's it. You missed it. This was the wedding of a lifetime on the beaches of Hawaii, and you're out. You're not going. Because they're not going to hold the plane for you. That, I think we understand, don't we? The point is, be ready. You don't want to miss. Okay? It's going to leave without you if you're not ready. Now, the details of the parable are pretty simple too. You got ten virgins. That's the church. The number ten. You know, it's a good Bible number, completion, ten commandments kind of things. So you got the ten, and they're virgins because we've been made pure and clean in the blood of Jesus. So that that's all good. We got that. We're wait. This is the church waiting for our bridegroom, Jesus. And then we got the detail. At midnight comes the cry. Right? At midnight, that's the day when Jesus calls you. So that's pretty specific. Could be tomorrow, if you die tomorrow. It could be when He comes again in glory and we all go at the same time. But the cry is going to come at midnight and you need to be ready. And then comes the detail about the lamps. So it hit me this week, I've preached on this text many times now, and it hit me this week that I'm always trying to say have your lamp... Have your lamp uh, full of oil. But of course, if you really get down to it and think about it, what is your lamp? You are the lamp. You are the lamp. And God wants to fill you up with the oil of His grace and faith in Jesus Christ, the oil of the Holy Spirit. And He wants you to burn, to shine your light, the light of your good works in the world around you. So this is what I'm going to talk to you about now. How are you going to be ready for that flight, to be ready when Jesus comes? You're going to be full of oil, and you're going to be shining the light of your good works in the world. Okay? You are the lamp. So how do, we, how do we fill up with the oil of grace and faith and Holy Spirit? Um, I've been buying all my gas at Sam's Club lately. You know, we're all... We're all checking gas prices now, big time, right? So uh, I'm always trying to find the best gas price. I never, I never used to uh, understand why my dad and grandparents used to care about that. Now, now I get it, okay, now I'm always watching. So I'm filling up at Sam's Club, and uh, I love how the app, they give you this app, and you scan, you scan the, um, the pump that you're gonna fill up, and then you see the little gas, the little gas pump, and it's like filling up there on your app just love that picture. And I think, I want to give you that picture. In fact, two people already mentioned it in Bible study this morning. It's such a good image of filling up your gas tank all the time. This is what we need to think of the Word doing, the Word of God doing. It's filling you up with oil. okay, With the oil of God's grace, the oil of the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the oil of faith. Okay, So where are you going to fill up? Anywhere that God is touching you with His Word. So at home, when you're reading the Word and you're uh, meditating on it, praying from the Word, then the oil is of God's grace and spirit are filling you up. Anytime you come here to the divine service and you hear the absolution that your sins are forgiven, you receive the Holy Communion, you're being filled up, your heart and soul and conscience and mind, all of you being filled up with the oil of grace and faith. Now, what happens when you're, when you're full of oil then? You are ready to drive. You are ready to take your light out into the world and burn brightly with the grace of Jesus Christ. So the Bible gives you all, all these many different gifts that you take out and you're burning in the world. Love, joy, patience, kindness, humility, self-control. All of these are the gifts that you're taking out burning burning brightly in the world. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. Be ready. The way you're ready is being full of oil, the oil of faith and grace, and burning brightly in the world. Now, let's get then as specific as I, as I can get. Let's say that tomorrow we get word, even though um, Jesus says no one knows the day or the hour, we get special word, He's coming tomorrow. Okay? Jesus is coming tomorrow. What would you do today? If he's coming tomorrow, I think a lot of us get this idea well, we'd have to do something crazy. Maybe I gotta go to the other side of the world or something and feed somebody who's starving, or maybe I gotta go rescue somebody out of some, you know, persecution, or maybe I gotta go preach the gospel to some person that's never heard about Jesus. No. It's none of it. God hasn't called any of us to that. At least not right now, He hasn't. If Jesus is coming tomorrow, then the way that you will be ready is continuing to burn right where He has put you. So let, let me be even more specific. If Jesus is coming tomorrow, you know what you should do today? Do the dishes. Go home and do the dishes. That's yeah? your That's your calling. All this year, our theme has been called to a holy calling. And the first place we're called in is, is into our families. We're, we're moms and dads and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and grandparents. So if Jesus is coming tomorrow, then let your light shine right where He has called, it to sh- called you to shine. So go home, do the dishes, make the bed, clean the floor, make supper, go grocery shopping, mow the grass, Shovel the snow, whatever. Okay, Water the trees. Let your light shine where He's put you. Don't think you have to go to the other side of the world or, or go run into the church building or something like that. God wants you to shine right where He's put you. And after you've done that, right in your family, then, you know, as we, we've been, our theme has been this year, then expand out. And, and He's called you into this church, into this congregation. So let your light shine there. If there's a... Voters meeting the night before Jesus comes, go to the voters meeting, right? Make some decisions for the, for the welfare of the church. If there's choir practice, chimes practice, go practice. This is a, areas where God has called you to serve. If somebody's in the hospital the night before Jesus died, send them a card, give them a call. And then, even going further out than that, if Jesus is coming tomorrow, we all have jobs in our communities, okay? Continue to do them. Do them faithfully. Work heartily. You know, go, some, a lot of you are teachers. Go, go teach those who God's given you to teach. Okay, wherever it is He's called you to work, that's where you let your light shine, okay? And then, secondly, if Jesus is coming tomorrow, the other thing I would tell you to think about is to be ready by giving. Just think about it this way. If Jesus comes, is he gonna be impressed if you have these massive stores of wealth and and all these mutual funds and you know accounts and retirement funds and all this stuff? He's not gonna be impressed. What does Jesus want to find? He wants to find our lamps burning brightly, giving generously. Okay? If Jesus, and I I mean sometimes I think maybe I'm being a little too too specific, but but I, I want you to hear this that If Jesus were to come tomorrow and you're embarrassed by what you're giving, then give more. Give more. Give more to church. Give more to the food pantry. You know, whatever it is. But if Jesus is coming tomorrow, we want Him to find us ready, giving generously from what He has given us because we know we can't take it with us. He gives it to us purely so that we can bless others with it. Okay? So if Jesus comes tomorrow, He's going to find you and me working heartily in our vocations, giving generously in the places He's put us. Okay, now last thought. Actually, um, the truth is, you have been invited to a destination wedding. You know? Amen. Yeah. And actually, the truth is, your um, brother is quite wealthy. And he <laughs> did pay all the tickets. And um, everything is you know, fully ready to go. And, uh, you know, Hawaii's great, but it's got nothing on the destination where this wedding is going to take place. And if you didn't catch it, I mean, there's stuff like this all over the Scripture, but Isaiah gave us some of it this morning. He says, the wolf and the lamb will graze together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. He says, uh, no more shall there be in it the sound of weeping or the cry of distress. And This, this is actually... The paradise destination. And he's coming, okay? Your ticket is punched. He's coming to take us. The flight's gonna be taken off. Be ready. In Jesus' name, amen.